0: Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Portsmouth Running Podcast. Uh, you're here with myself, Daniel Del Piccolo, and also in the presence of royalty, with my co-host and good friend Dave Harvey. How are you, dude?
1: I'm alright, mate. I'm alright. I don't know about royalty, probably um, more like uh, running scumbag or something. Like that,
0: <laughs> well, I think I think you you kind of you you capture the ground in both of those areas, Dave. Definitely.
2: <laughs>
1: Especially. We, be... Go. We used to say that. Um, Say so, uh, fully trained bell end when we were uh when we were younger. That was <laughs> that's it.
0: So yeah, fully. So my, my fully trained uh, running bell end and co-host. Yeah,
1: that doesn't sound <laughs> doesn't
0: sound as nice as running rulesy But anyway.
1: Well, uh, I, d- I was just listening to you um, doing a very professional intro there, so I thought I wanted to bring it down a notch or two by by you know bringing bringing the tone down a little bit straight away. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we've well, we brought the tone down, but we're, we're about to lift it up, Dave, because I've yep. got a special uh, a special show this week. We've we've obviously chatted with a few people, so we've got two guests on this week. But one of them I wanted to specifically kind of go into now at the beginning of the show. Um, and I'll tell you, I'll give you a little kind of like background as to what happened because you kind of know about it. But basically, uh, Natasha and I trained for um, the New Forest 10-miler that was going to take place. And it's a race out, out in the New Forest near Brockenhurst, and it's um, it's part of the Hampshire Road Race League, I think. Um, So we thought we'd go out there and just get 10 miles in because we didn't do the Great South. We were away in Turkey. So there we were kind of like morning of the race and got everything ready. And natasha has got some kind of like nerves around the running anyway. So it's quite like quite a big deal for her to kind of get ready for the race. And she was in the mindset to go. And we we drove off. We were going to pick up Gianni on the way. So we we went for a coffee. And then while we were getting kind of waiting for our coffees to be made, we got this email saying that the race had been cancelled. And I was just like that kind of sudden like, what? You, you, you've got to be kidding like you know we we want a race we're out we're like, we're like so it got me thinking I thought like like what a good opportunity to chat with somebody who organizes races like that and I think they had about 900 entries or somewhere around there so there's quite a lot of people kind of about to descend on the race and very 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 last minute that decision had to get made by by the race team so I thought great chance to kind of get them on and have a chat to them and kind of see what it's like to to be in that position where you get to cancel a race and just see how runners responded to it and stuff. So we're going to go over and chat with um, one of the New Forest, New Forest Runners, uh, Peter Riley, who's on the, the race organising team. And it was lovely to chat with him. Um, and let's see what he's got to say. though. Hello, Peter, and welcome to the Portsmouth Running Podcast. Uh, how are you keeping off to such a, a busy and crazy weekend?
3: Well, thank you very much, Daniel, for inviting me to have a chat. Pleasure. Um, it's been it's been hectic, and you know, to be perfectly honest, a bit like a bereavement. We've worked yeah. so hard as a group of people to put this race on and to have it sort of swept away from us, literally by the water. Mm. You know, on the morning, it it was it was you know very very upsetting. But I could imagine. Well, yeah. it, it was upsetting also for for the runners who so were all coming from all over the place on the way but safety is first
0: absolutely absolutely and and you know i I really appreciate you taking the time to come and discuss it i know you've probably got lots of things kind of ongoing and lots of wash-ups go on and decisions to be made about about what goes on in the future but it's great that you could join us and kind of yeah i guess talk about that topic of like runners and safety when it comes to kind of decisions that involve canceling a race um like what happened on the weekend like it was very last minutes due to the weather um, but just to kind of set the tone here, you know, us runners, I guess we can be needy a needy bunch as well. Um, we like our races to go ahead. We we tend to ourselves run in wind and rain and tornadoes and tidal waves and be getting all the photos of all these these icy pathways we're running on and stuff. But you know, it would be great to get an insight into kind of like the decisions that that need to get need to be made when it comes to organising a race um, like the New Forest 10 mile road race, which was due yeah. to take place on Sunday. Um, and just important as well peter just to kind of set the tone for the listeners as well this is us recording here now is not any kind of you know investigation like thing that went on into in, the specific race but it's more of an insight into like the reality of of what goes on actually under the covers and the decisions you make to keep runners safe safe and also volunteers as well you know so um i guess peter do you want to just give a quick introduction to yourself and um, where you're from your kind of role in in the race that that, that was going to happen on the weekend a bit about yourself and your own running because we all like to talk about running here
3: <laughs> Indeed. I'll try not to keep it too long. Sure. Um, I started running in earnest probably 13 years ago when I discovered Park Run.
0: Okay.
3: Um, I used to be a solo runner. I'd, I'd, I'd enter half marathons and it would always be a, just about under two hours. So middle of the pack really is, is my running yep. style. Uh, but I discovered park, park Run and then I discovered a local running club called Reading Road Runners. And when we moved down south here about three years ago, I joined New Forest Runners, another great, both both great clubs, both filled with great people. But as you as you pointed out before, we're runners, and we do mm. like to run. And I think one of the distinctions that I, I I had to make with the decision to pull the plug on the race on Sat on Sunday morning mm. was I could I was I was standing there looking at the all this water rushing by it, Boulderford Bridge, well, all around Boulder for Bridge, it was about 100 metres stretch, covered in water. I'm thinking, well, as a runner on my own, I, I, I might risk it. Yeah. As somebody who's responsible for 900 other runners, I couldn't risk that for them because it just takes one person to get swept away and we're all in deep trouble. That's it. Um, so that, that, that was the the initial thought. And then we thought, well, because I'd gone down on the Saturday afternoon to inspect, you know, I'd been told there was water around border for bridge, and inspected that. It was it was quite low. It was it wasn't moving, well, not at a, not at a fast pace, and it was a very much shorter puddle. So I thought, well, I think runners would would put up with a 20 metre stretch through water, uh, yeah, as long as and and we can do with that. But we made contingency plans overnight. Because the, one of the beauty of that area of the New Forest is you can make alternative routes fairly yeah. fast, and because we're very familiar, having walked and run the course for and, and all the pathways around for for the last few years, we mm-hmm. thought, yep, we can we can we can put in a, a, a changed course. We're still on. That's fine. If if it gets worse in the morning, and lo and behold, at six o'clock in the morning, I was standing there up to my knees in water that was moving very fast and i could feel it tugging at my legs okay and if you if you imagine a fast runner like yourself running through water you're going to get your your legs swept sw- swept from under you
0: yeah it would happen really quickly yeah especially with like like you say it's it's okay sometimes i really like the point you hit on the, na- the nail and head earlier where you said when you're by yourself you can make these decisions easier but when there's 900 people around there's so many more things to take into account
3: that's right. And then, and then, so I was, I was, I was quite happy that we had a backup. Okay. And then I turned around to go and check, check the, the other end of the course because I was there early and blow me. was not a tree down across the course. Oh, blimey. So we, sent, we, sent, we sent, we put out the call for our, our um, some of our members to bring their bow saws and deal with the tree. Cause it wasn't really a great big, enormous tree. It was just branches that could be cut off and put to the side. So that was surmountable. Mm. But we sent the setup team out to check the rest of the course from the other end um, to before they did the setup. And what really snookered us was there's a long stretch of flat course around what we call the dead tree zone. Okay. And basically, it floods. But this this is a path that has ditches on either side. The water was coming across that path for a long, right. long stretch. This is like half a mile or something. Okay. water sheeting across there and any runner going along that who, who's not fami- familiar with, with the path could end up in the ditch That's and trouble. So that killed it for us. That, 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 so you that, couldn't
0: actually see the ditch on the side because it was covered with water?
3: Covered with water okay, and got it. The, the path was covered with water and it was running water coming from side to side. Got it. it coming across on the, on the slight gradient across the fields and... So the the alternative route was immediately cut off as well. And there was so much water around that came up overnight. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm no hydrologist, but I think basically the, the ground decided it had had enough rainfall and was pushing it back out. And that yeah. happened overnight because the flooding, a lot of people have said who lived in the area for a long time, they'd never seen it like that. Okay. So it's, it was, it was a, a serious decision that we had to make. But really, there was no other decision we could make.
0: Mm. Were, were you at all worried um because i know the route had kind of changed a little bit you know in the yeah. days leading up to the race and there had been an email sent out about the the diversion and that was great but was there any kind of worry like like okay well we've checked the forecast there's going to be there's going to be more rain coming should be okay i guess you can't really tell can you i mean you can't tell how the how the ground is going to respond how the weather's going to actually be on the on overnight
3: well, well, exactly, and, yeah. and I, think, I think it was the, the ground sort of pushing the water back out that really, really did it. But you know, in, in the days leading up, we, up to it, we've always been conscious that there is a ford on the, the route that we had originally planned, and we've always done. Okay. Now I, I went there on three occasions last week, and at one point, on the Sunday, on the Sunday, it was just you know your, your, your feet would get wet, no big deal. The next day I went out to check it again, and it, the the water level at the ford was below the the concrete ford. So great. Okay. Then Did I went you... out a few days later, and it was mid thigh. So that huge point,
0: changes, yeah.
3: Yeah. So well, that's, that's what fords do. They they you know you're you're able to pass. You know they they will take water away and, and deal with the excess. Mm. I went, I. We designed a revised course to avoid that ford, uh, and that was fine. It was it was a very small diversion, but be, you go through the pretty arb- arboretum rather than up and down over the ford, and that was fine. I ran the whole course on Friday morning, first thing. Measurement was good, the the course was good, the sun was shining. Saturday we did set up, and. Literally, we we were just finishing doing the setup. Scouts had come, put up the tent, and all the rest of it. We 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 decided where exactly where the start and finish position was. Okay. We're ready to go home, and someone said, "Oh, do you know there's a bit of water down at the at the at the bridge?" And off I went to check, and I thought, "Oh, all right, okay." And I've rehearsed already what you've what happened with regard to that. Yeah. We put in contingency plans, and then they got blown away. cracky. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we had, I mean, I, I quite like designing courses anyway, so I, I was out doing, we had our original course, we had our B course, we had uh, another course that we, we we had just in our back sleeve because we thought one of the paths might still be under repair. So, and then there was the the, the course that I, I, we put together on, on the Saturday night, just in case. And uh, so, you know, the, the availability of courses was was you know, there for us to to choose from, but for the weather that got us at both ends. Yeah, yeah. Was
0: I, I guess the the because um, obviously you've got so many people descending on on the race as well, and I know it's quite a mm. quite a kind of heavy heavy amount of competitors entering entering that race. Everyone has to park somewhere, so I assume it's the same situation with the parking on a field, waterlogged doesn't doesn't bode well for trying to get your car out after a race.
3: Well, what what we'd done there was because we'd seen the. The field has got really good drainage, but what we didn't want is drivers um, coming along and chewing up the field simply because the wheel starts spinning and and it gets more and more churned up. So New Park, where where the race happens, that's where the New Forest Show is. And they've got what I term all-weather tracks around the showground. And we spoke to them and said, look, we we really don't want to park in the field. Can we use the tracks? And they said, yep, sure. One way in one way out and we we, 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 we developed a, a system to fill that so everyone was pointing the right way to go out and they were all on you know tarmac or hard track that they could drive off easily so okay. we, we solved that issue and um interestingly on sunday when we were we were again packing up you could you could you could almost physically see the water starting to come out of the ground in the fields, even though they were well drained as well. So yeah. you know, that was that was the issue. But you know we start the planning in earnest about six, seven months before race day, and we've got our risk assessments, and we're our our our, our, our and what we do and all the rest of it. yeah, and you know we we thought we'd covered every contingency, well, humanly possible but mm. the weather comes and it, it hurts us that's last a... year we had a beautiful day okay. sunshine bit of wind at the end but no one was bothered by that yeah Very yeah. so much
0: very so much doesn't it you can't you can't i guess you can never count on the weather really
3: no that's one thing you yeah. you can count on not counting on
0: yeah. So, so in terms of when when you're at that point, kind, you know, kind of come race day, you realise there are people who have woken up and they're kind of travelling and making making their arrangements and possibly even arriving because I know a lot of people kind of arrive early. What yeah. what what are the logistical challenges of actually cancelling the race? Because I assume the first priority must be right. How do we let everyone know?
3: Yeah. Well, there's we we use the race sign up event management system. Okay. Um, they, they, it's it's very very good, very robust. And I immediately went on to their system and knocked up a very sorry, folks, we're going to have to cancel that um, email. And that went out within, it goes out in batches because of spam and all the rest of it. Yeah. So by, by nine o'clock, 900 emails had gone to all the entrants, wow. saying one each, obviously not 900 to each of them. And um, they'd gone out. That's, that, that process started at half past eight. We put it out on Facebook, a very short message. that. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> you probably saw the haste in the way it was put together. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, just I mean, to get the yeah. message out as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, I understand. And then, then, then our, our volunteer coordinator um, got in touch with all the marshals around the course, telling them you know, the race had been cancelled. But you know, a lot of them hadn't even left home yet because it's half past eight. The race starts at 11 o'clock. Yeah, okay. And almost all of the marshals got the message. One or two sort of turned up to their stations and were probably wondering what was going on, <laughs> yeah. having, having missed the message. But was, I think it was probably probably half a dozen, say, at, at most, and they were quite reasonable about the, the situation.
0: Yeah. Did you get any feedback from passing runners actually? yeah probably did you did you get any initial feedback from from people in terms of you know obviously mail and stuff or, or were you just in a state where you just you couldn't be in front of the mail or did you get did you get any messages we, on facebook for
3: example we we got a huge outpouring of sympathy and understanding it Brilliant. was really really um humbling because you know this was a, this was a big decision for us oh yeah and you know, this this we you know this is our, our one race that we organise and it's 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 been going for 36 years and you know, here we managed to cancel it on the day. Mm. So, I my old club had sent 30 people down from Reading. Okay. The Clapham Chasers were sending people, a huge squad of people down um, as well. People from Thanet, all over the yeah. southeast of England, and you know we we're disappointing an awful lot of people and that 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 sort of that 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 was of huge concern to me but we got so much positive feedback and thanks for making the decision and we mm. no said it was the right decision um, there was a few grumbles fairly, fair enough about the, the timing of it but you know what the, the, the decision as soon as we made the decision we, we were telling people and I don't yeah. think we delayed the decision too long so both on email we got hundreds of emails from people being supportive and and
0: that's all great. the rest of it. That's really uh, good. So so generally, the tone, the tone was supportive, generally. very much, so great. That's really good. That's good to know. I mean, that's partly why I wanted to kind of get together with you and and chat through kind of this this example of a of a story that that happens, and it will happen again, um not to you guys, but it will happen, hopefully. Uh, you know around the country, you hear about it all the time. and also, Peter, like, you know, you hear stories in the news these days of, you know, and it might not be flood related, it might be related to heat and water supply. And, you know, we've had it this year a few times already where races have run out of water because things haven't, haven't gone well and, you know, race organizers have decided to go ahead with the event. So I think, yeah, I think a damn good decision was made and and it can be frightening to make that decision and be the one to be sending the mails out and the messages out. But, but good on you guys for all kind of making that decision based on, on what you knew in the area. So.
3: Thank you for that. And can I just say thank you to all the participants who a signed up for our race and b were sympathetic, and also c for saying we'll be back, which is is very reassuring. Our committee will meet in the next few days mm. to decide our next steps and 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 you know, how we how we go about the future and and, and all that. And um, brilliant. That, that that message from. Our runners will will be going into the meeting and our thoughts about how to go
0: yeah isn't that isn't that really nice that you get that support well done well done runners
3: anybody who's listening
0: who who sent those positive messages and if you didn't you know hopefully this kind of gives a little bit more kind of thought as to as to you know what what goes on and what it would be like you know you've always got to put yourself in someone else's shoes when these things happen um yes it's disappointing yes it's nasty yes people have tapered and traveled and made plans and whatever but you know ultimately these things happen and you know it's up to that's up to everyone else just to kind of make as, as good a day as you can of it afterwards and uh you know i said to you earlier peter my my girlfriend and i went out afterwards we we had a we made our own race in winchester we we found i knew a nice 10 mile route around there that we did so my girlfriend got her run in and she gets very very bad pre-race nerves so she'd been kind of really building it up building up to the race and i think it's good that you guys hear that as well because it also you know you know gives you guys an insight as, as to how you know important these kind of events are for people and it's good to kind of you know it all kind of kind of comes together you know you've made a good decision you've kept everyone safe yes you understand the importance behind these races it's not just a not just a race you know for a lot of people it's an important event and they've trained for it and they've planned for it and they've got their mind ready for it so it's it's good to kind of know that as well
3: yeah yeah um, i'm so. Sure.
0: So, so just out of interest, just just coming to a close, because I know we only wanted to keep you for a little while and this is only kind of like a, a quick segment on the on the podcast for, you know, like a food for thought thing. But um, if if any, you know, if any lessons from the experience has anything kind of happened from this that you can kind of take away for the future?
3: Um, I say, well, I think it is, I mean, I, I've been, what I've been thinking hard about was, well, we came up with all these alternative courses mm-hmm. and the, None of them worked. We had risk, risk assessed them enough, so there was no no concern there. Um, uh, I think I think for me that the, the biggest lesson is if you're going to make a decision, make it and and be 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 content with it that you you've made the right decision. And and it was a decision that the the, the whole committee um, agreed with, so it wasn't like you know dissenting voices. It was we have no option. Yeah. So I think I think it's you know. I, Really, for the committee putting putting the effort in ahead of time and actually on the day to come to that decision, we had the information channels around to let us make that decision. I'd love to make it have made it earlier so people didn't chart travel, but you know we we're runners, we want to run, and we want people to run in our races.
0: That's it, absolutely. Um, Peter, listen, it's it's been great to have you on. uh Again, thank you because you, you didn't know me from Adam, and I messaged you out of the blue just to say you know let's get together and have this chat, and you agreed. So I really really appreciate it. And yeah, just hopefully it gives gives people a few more things to to think about when you know if it ever happens in the future. I'll, I'll, and I, I wanted to also say um well done to you and your team, volunteers, everything for making that decision. Well done to the committee good luck with all the wash up and things that still need to be done because I'm sure there's lots of, of decisions to be made and I look forward to, to coming to meet you and see you at one of the races in the future.
3: Cheers, thanks Daniel, much appreciated.
0: All the best Peter, cheers.
3: Yeah so there we go, so,
0: that, <laughs> so obviously Dave and I have not just listened to that because it was pre-recorded but uh, we're back and uh, yeah Dave like like, what's, what are your kind of thoughts on that when, when you're kind of you know you, i guess racers can rely on the weather reports so much and then yeah actually, you know on the morning of i know a lot of race teams go out and check courses and check routes and for fallen trees and stuff when there's bad weather but but what, what what are your thoughts on kind of like last minute cancellations
1: uh well i think that um from my experience the longer the race the less chance of cancellation Okay. um so you know you look at some of these uh, some of the stupidly long races and there's just no way that a race directors is going to cancel a 200 mile race because of a bit of wind and rain are they so but it, it does seem that it may, maybe that's an unfair kind of um judgment there or observation but you know you can only go from what you know and i, I know that some people would not cancel races for various reasons but um to, I think long, to it, do
0: you think it's fair to like say that maybe long races if there's like, you know, let's just say like a two mile or one mile section, 30 miles down the route, they've actually got time. Like they've got like half a day to kind of go off and, and reroute the race. Maybe, maybe there's kind yeah. of like more time to play with.
1: Yeah, potentially, potentially. Yeah. That's a good point. And, and considered that, but um, it's one of those things It's part of life, isn't it? About, um, you know, ha- how are you going on you're happily down your road and then something comes and, there's a giant curveball or something derails yeah. you and completely uh like uh, un- unsettles you and and changes your re- changes. your yeah. the your direction of travel. So this ha happened a few times at the hospital this year and there was one particularly traumatic event this year that we were we were, you know, we we all set had our sights on where we wanted to go and then this this incident happened and, and then immediately we we're in this situation where we where we didn't want to be um and I, earlier this week we've had two, two incidents at the hospital where one was no electricity and one was no water so everything oh you plan to do in in the hospital that day had to be put to one side and there you were with a torch finding out like what what do we need to do where, where do we need to pay our attention you know to to make sure people say stay stay safe yeah and you, you need to when events happen you need to that's like your your first kind of response isn't it it's like how are we going to get through this and make sure everyone stays safe and I, i'd imagine as race organizers and race directors that's their kind of like first question is like you know how how can we put this event on safely mm,
0: yeah
1: i guess um, yeah. And, and if you can't tick that box then there you go that's your answer is <laughs> yeah exactly
0: exactly you and know. i think like Uh, like what I said earlier about like shorter races and and longer races and stuff when you when you've got like a short race you know the field is very like compact there's always you know you've got bulks of mass runners coming along I think with those with the longer races we do as well like maybe there's less to worry about because people are like traversing these these obstacles individually or you know in pairs rather than groups of like two three hundred so yeah, yeah. Was, but, but yeah it's interesting what you say about you just having to kind of deal with these things you know life throws curveballs all the time and the thing is to remain calm and and actually do you know what like one of the things um tash and i did was we, we thought because we sat there moping for a little while like oh no what are we gonna do and tash was a bit upset because she'd obviously planned a whole week around yeah not training and stuff and so we just thought you know what let's just let's just flip this around and you know turn the turn that frown upside down as i say mm-hmm. and we just we, we went off and invented our own race and and did it in winchester um brilliant on a I knew we made ourselves medals at the end. It was like, it was like a little kind of like fun art, arts and crafty kind of activity. <laughs> it was good. It was like, you know, it ended up being like yeah. a real kind of positive day and, yeah, it turned turned it into like a nice
1: a nice overall experience adapt and overcome that's what they say isn't it (laughs) that's it that's it it. yeah but
0: no it was good it was good to chat with peter and it's it's kind of like just just food for thought for runners you know who who have this happen to them in the future because it won't be the last time it happened i know it happened yesterday again so this is obviously the following weekend from the new forest but i think the thorny island race was cancelled yesterday for the same things underwater
1: Um, yeah 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 i was i was i was in half a mind to sign up for that oh really um, yeah yeah I was and then I, i'm not gonna say the race 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 company's name but i looked at the price and was like no bloody way that's ridiculous for oh really for was it a bit, was a bit on the pricey bit. side yeah yeah i don't know yeah it's just for for. I, I i don't sign up to half marathons generally so it surprises me how expensive things can be for okay. a short race but um i we guess select- with. We you can know. save that
0: actually for we can save that for another conversation sometime actually about kind of like yeah the, pr- the prices of races because they do vary so much like
2: yeah. I know the, yeah. new, the
0: new forest was pretty cheap it was like twenty it was twenty five pounds for the for the ten mile but I don't think you get like anything and I think recently mm. I found out you don't even get a medal or anything so it's just you know you run it right. for your time effectively so
1: yeah I mean like, I, I, who needs medals I mean some people do it for the medals don't they some people yeah like do it for the being being together with other people and obviously it. It for the time and um, I was just looking at the Gosport half actually which is on in a couple of weeks time and that's 27 pounds which I don't think is too bad really that's good yeah that's pretty um, good considering go for it um, go, go, go for the win yeah <laughs> yeah 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 go for the I, I, actually, I always go for the win as you know absolutely um, but I, I was, I've i been you know you said about that Hampshire Road Race League thing and I've, I've always fancied kind of ticking off all the races in there and obviously this year i'm too late and i think last year we had a similar conversation about maybe we should try something like that and i think they do a cross-country one as well don't they
0: oh the cross-country look amazing dude i'd love to try a cross-country race i'd love it
1: yeah yeah I, i think i think that you know from a motivational point of view it's probably time to start doing something a little bit different because um and I, I think we spoke about this yesterday about how you can sort of bog yourself down with doing too much of the same and yeah setting yourself too much too kind of massive um targets to do and actually that you end up getting so sort of tired and obsessed by doing these massive races that you you end up kind of falling out of love with things
0: mm. it's overwhelming dude this i mean that it, it's yeah. huge
1: like you're just training for a marathon it's like it's hard
0: work man it's just yeah. You know the weeks of effort it takes, and it really runs you down. And and obviously, like you know, the, the stuff we've done over the years has been has been really intense and yeah. and yeah, all consuming. And obviously, you know, we've we've both got children now. You've got you've got kids. You've got another one on the way. It's just mm-hmm. oh, it's, I mean, it's life, jobs, travel. You know what it's like. It's yeah. just everything yeah. takes its toll and all and all adds up together. But no, it's a good. Yeah. It's, I think it's a good shout to kind of do something different. So we might find ourselves on the on the start line of some some uh, Hampshire road race.
1: Yeah, maybe, I think that um I, I was just looking actually. I'll see if I can get it up, get it up here. It was like um they do some 5-milers and some 10-milers and some half marathons and
0: yeah. yeah. This is all staple stuff for like a lot of a lot of you know even the guests we've had on the show, like staple yeah. stuff for, for runners around Portsmouth, all <laughs> the clubs.
1: Yeah. It's it's essentially a club runners competition, isn't it? Well,
0: yeah, I think I think so. You yeah, tend to get back the clubs representing,
1: yeah. Yeah. Those so so yesterday actually was the Hailing Ten Mile.
0: No, no, um, I think that was today. I that's today. Is that today? Yeah, the day we're recording,
1: Sunday. You. Yeah. Miss that one then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gosport Half on the nineteenth. Um, the Victory Five Mile on the third of December. Okay. Um, Stubbington Ten K on the seventh of January. Uh, the Ride Ten Mile on the fourth of February. The Salisbury 10 mile on the 17th of March, Alton 10 mile on the 12th of May, Netley 10k okay. on the 19th of May, okay. and the Oldsford 10k. It's not got a date, and then the Lord's Hill 10k. I'm sure Lord's Hill will be luxurious, won't it?
0: Okay. Oh, there's a good choice there. There's a good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I quite fancy the Salisbury 10. Actually, that's that's that seems like quite a good race.
1: Yeah, um, that's in March on. I might have got a five miler, you know. I wonder how long, how, how long do you think five miles should take? I don't really know. Like, I think know.
0: I, I've done, I, I've done one. I've done one in, um, gosh, where was it called? It was near Goodwood a few years ago. And again, I, uh, like, it was the first time I turned up to a race and seen so many club vests, and I was like, oh my god, I'm like completely out of my league here. <laughs> yeah. I think I ran, I think I ran for five miles. I think I ran s- about. 30 30 30 50 or something or 31 minutes
1: yeah somewhere around there yeah well i mean that's quite quick. so it's sort of six minute miling isn't it that's just sort of yeah crazy. it was just over so it was
0: it was it was quick for me but mm. back when i back when i had my youth on my side
1: yeah <laughs> so some of us, the uh from the from the, the world's greatest um running club or certainly the greatest running club in the south the south sea fell runners
0: oh yes of um, course Some yeah. of those get that in there
1: Yeah, (laughs) some of those guys, uh, James and um, James Grinter, he did the 10K, Denby 10K, wasn't it? Yes, he did. Recently, in a ridiculous time of 36 minutes or 37 minutes, and Jack had done it in 35 minutes, I think, and then has gone on to do the recent Great South Run in 55 minutes.
0: That was absolutely incredible. In fact, you know, I've had this conversation with so many people about the Great South Run this year. Everyone did so well at the Great South Run, and yeah, like you say, Jack, Jack running 55, unbelievable time. I had other friends running 56s, 57s, 58s. I mean, just ridiculous. And I don't know what was in the air in Portsmouth that day, but there was something going on.
1: <laughs> there were tailwinds, like just a kind of like a whirlwind of tailwind, just kind of pushing people along or something i
0: don't know when i saw the results i was thinking well was was it a bike race that i'm that i missed the memo on or something <laughs> <laughs> was everybody on roller skates or something it was um what? yeah it was something else
1: it was a sunny day though wasn't it and
0: it was sunny and i believe as well um because I, I got to run with um ross partridge who's, who's again been a, been a guest on the show uh quite a quite a number of well, a couple of years ago and he was saying that it was just the perfect day because there'd been like a lot of heat training that people have been through and then the day came and it was glorious sunshine no wind and it was it was cold enough at the start to keep your keep your body temperature down so it was just perfect lovely. conditions yeah lovely yeah I mean and of I, course, good training as well
1: <laughs> I uh a couple a couple of years ago we did it didn't we and um I think I, I was like Gemma or Karen or something like that according to my vest I, <laughs> yes Gemma been, I remember <laughs> that it might have been the year that I was Alan but yeah. um I think I did it an hour and a six minutes and I was absolutely spent at the end. And yep. I, given current fitness, have absolutely no idea how I did that. Um, and maybe, maybe it's just like a flat, fast route or something. But I went into a 5k park run last week and I actually thought I was going to vomit at the end. You know, when <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, like firstly in the pictures on South Sea Park run, I want them to take them all down. Cause I look like an old man, like a gray old man. <laughs> and i, I need started to go and off. find these <laughs> <laughs> was a bit snotty at the start but i was like right you know it's, it's not on my lungs it's in my head um let's give it a go have not done quite much and um finished it and do you know that moment when you're just about to project soul vomit and your stomach goes Bluh! But like yeah, I just yeah, yeah. about managed to keep it down when I stopped running and almost threw up all over like one of the um, park race volunteers. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so
0: glad you <laughs> kept it clean. Oh, jeez, That would have made quite a good photo, actually, if somebody captured it. <laughs> I've actually got I've actually got a friend, right, who um it was not a friend, somebody I know through work who who did the Great South Run. And in that final, do you know the final 400 metres where you turn the last two corners and head to the straight? Yeah, yeah. Just before then. He was suffering so badly that he, he projectile vomited, and a photographer caught it coming out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. I've, I've got to show it to you next time I see you because yes. it's it's basically him running fast and just all this the string of liquid coming out of his mouth, and it is the be- one of the best running photos I've seen, I think. And yeah. he he's now got it as his Strava picture, which I think is classic. <laughs> better uh, yeah nice. i'm glad you didn't <laughs>
1: properly pushing yourself that isn't it
0: <laughs> yeah listen dave it's talking about good races um we've got a, a kind of like little special announcement to make about uh, a certain a certain race that's happening
1: in the return
0: the return the return of what well, it's we'll call it the 2023 smogathon
1: it's returning yeah we have second, a date the second annual smogathon
0: yeah the the race where you know forget the scenery forget the fresh air you're going to be under a motorway bridge breathing in carbon monoxide for three and a half hours. Um, just as you want to do it, staring at concrete slabs. Yep.
1: Absolutely. Listening to the traffic. So I, I consider myself to have a little bit of an advantage for this this year's one. So I'm expecting to come out and come away with the win.
0: Okay. okay. Um,
1: due to my... Uh, 64 mile failure 68 mile failure at the Spartathlon which was essentially driving with your mouth on an exhaust (laughs) (laughs) so so you're you're going for the smogathon win.
0: you're going for the smogathon win. okay that's
1: good that's good well i think i came second and last place last year didn't i and yeah that was first and second to last
0: I came. Well, no, I know. I didn't I came first and last. No, first. And, yeah, first and second last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get my logic right. Um, so it's happening on the 25th, the 25th of November. So in three weeks' time, um, I don't have to say where it is. It's the motorway, the motorway roundabout underneath the the Farlington Bridge. So as you get to the top of the Eastern Road, we'll be running around there. It's pretty safe. It's like barriered from the from the traffic. There's a traffic light across the road. So if anybody wants to come and join us and uh, do a few laps, Dave and I will be there from 7 a.m. Um, if you want to come come cheering if you want to wear some cheerleader outfits and bring some pom-poms along you can do that if you want to join us for some laps if you want to join us for the whole thing um come and do that uh, and maybe jet dave i'm thinking it might be a good idea if people want to come and join us to to let us know maybe just send us yeah, an email maybe. yeah yeah or yes. get in touch on social media because there will be medals there will be um there might be some spot prizes depending on how many people want to come join us so yeah should be good fun look forward to it and good training for the for the pompey 50k
1: for the Pompey 50K, yeah. Well, the Pompey <laughs> yeah, it's, Marathon it's, in your <laughs> it's going to be good. I'm trying to think of the uh, l- last year. It was quite good fun, wasn't it? There was a um, <clears throat> there was an in depth race briefing at the start. Oh yeah, yeah, captured that. A um, an elaborate over the top starting uh, line. Um, there was a few uh, excursions into the into the bushes under the bridge as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, to d- dump, um, dump some DNA, DNA dump.
1: Got, got a visit from graham didn't we
0: yeah graham carter came on to join us yeah. uh who else uh, george sutherland came to join us and jason
1: yeah. as well jason yeah, jason came for a little bit as well so expect all of those people to come and uh celebrate the second running of the smogathon
0: so. yeah and it is it is the best race in the world and well it's the best race in the world it's the easiest race in the world and it's the hardest race in the world dave as well it's, every, yeah. it's everything so, i mean it's every everything you can you could possibly want out of a race
1: yeah so there I we mean, go Yes, we could even give it like a, a catchy moniker, like tagline, like if you don't crash, the cars will. Or something like that. <laughs> well, don't, well don't, do you remember that actually happened? Cars don't well... crash, you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like
0: that actually. That's us <laughs> That's going to be the tagline this year. But but do you yeah. remember we we actually saw an accident happen? Uh, yeah. Last year, yeah. there actually ha- an accident happened. It got it got peace came. It got cleared up, and we were still running. So uh, let's, I hope we didn't have anything to do with it.
1: Hmm. No, no, well, you know, we are good-looking chaps, so we might have uh, distracted the drivers.
0: We turn heads, Dave, we turn heads. <laughs> <laughs> dude. <laughs> Listen, dude, honestly, it's going to be it's going to be good fun I look forward to it. And um yeah, uh, uh let's hopefully that'll kind of like set us up nicely for the for the Portsmouth Coastal. So
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's the uh, event of the year, the Coastal.
0: Yeah, all Christmas heads. Time, baby. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Just yeah, we've we've already Ross and I have already agreed it's going to be a 50k fun bus, so it's going to be nice, nice easy pace. Yeah. Um, So I think I think we're going out an hour or half an hour earlier than you guys. I think.
1: Okay, so I could time it right. So and if I go slow enough, then you guys can I can meet you on the way back.
0: Yeah, yeah, we can definitely tie up on the way back, which would be good. That would be awesome, actually.
1: Yeah. And then uh, I I tried actually to. Do some kind of targeted marathon training yesterday, but as the storm was so bad, when it came to, um, <laughs> there were two things that happened. The storm was so bad when it came to doing the tempo bit of the long run, yeah. it was just not possible. And then I got an on-call phone call from work, which meant the middle mile of the tempo part was 15 minute mile. So.
0: Yeah, 15 minute miles <laughs> and a yeah and a and a phone call in hand, which was. Yeah, fun. But honestly, dude, we looked um, oh, we looked like drenched rats. I mean, coming. Uh, I don't know. What, yeah, I know it was r- really bad up where you were. But when I left the house late and I was worried about not meeting you in time, I was I was horrific. I just I rolled out of bed, put my clothes on and went straight out the door into the into like 40, 50 mile an hour winds. It was yeah. horrific, dude. And such a contrast from today. Today was beautiful. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. It was good.
0: Anyway, listen, I'm going to leave you because I know you've, uh, you've you've got a you've got a sleeping Hissy, So make make the most of your time. Um, yeah. Uh, say hello to Heather. I know Heather's done a done a, a run recently. Tell her to keep up keep up the momentum, keep going as long as she can, obviously. And yeah, we're going to head over to listen to Sarah Donaghy, who's been a, a guest on the show um, a, about a year ago, actually, just over a year ago. And she's the kind of the person behind the this, this massive movement for the food bank run, which is um, organising with clubs around the country, around the UK, um, a movement, an initiative to to get people doing more food bank uh, runs and you know, taking food in, in backpacks and running to a local food bank to to donate um, to them. And yeah, just an absolutely brilliant movement. Lovely, lovely lady to chat to. Um, she's a um runner herself up and up over the bridge. And yeah, we'll head over and, uh, and hear that interview now. So Dave so take care and speak to you very soon. Look forward to
1: it. Awesome. Take ease, mate. Cheers, Dave. Bye. Bye.
0: Hello, Sarah, and welcome back to the Portsmouth Running Podcast. How are you keeping?
2: Yeah, yeah, good, good. Yeah, not too bad. Just really busy.
0: <laughs> really busy and being blown around by all this uh, this wind. Yeah, because you're over in in Fairham, aren't you, on the on the coast?
2: Yeah, though it hasn't really hit us. The children were off school today um because of the scare, and okay. then nothing happened. So yeah, they they've really enjoyed today. but
0: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it amazing how many how many times that happens where you kind of get this big kind of news story and everyone's kind of expecting the worst, and then schools obviously have to make the decision to shut and then nothing comes that's it
2: yeah well I well I'm a teacher so um, I know how difficult that decision is Um, and it's whether or not you make the right call or not and you never know do you? you really don't
0: that's true. That's true. And I kind of feel like this whole—it kind of ties in nicely with this whole this whole um episode that we're recording because, you know, previously we spoke. Um, just before this recording kind of goes out live on on the show, we spoke to a, a man called Peter Riley from the New Forest 10-mile race that was cancelled on the weekend.
2: Oh, yeah Yeah, I heard about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I got him onto the show to to kind of chat about you know decision making and kind of how difficult it is to make those calls and. I think it's it's difficult because when you're when you're in those positions where you make the calls, you're you're kind of sitting there thinking, well, is it safe enough? Is it not safe enough? It kind of is. Maybe we could work around this. But but I think in the end, you have to kind of somehow draw a line where you go, right, that's it. It's not happening. And it doesn't matter if it could have gone ahead or if it couldn't gone ahead. That decision is made and, and you should kind of stick with it. So,
2: yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, Safety always has to come first, without a doubt
0: absolutely absolutely so so gosh it's been i think it's been i look back and it's been a year just over a year you we had you on the show last time
2: yeah it's crazy it's gone it feels like it's gone really fast but then it feels like a long time ago so i don't really know how it feels but yeah it's been, <laughs> it's, been, it's crazy really um
0: i know i know so, so, so what have you been up to and and how's the family and how's your own running going
2: yeah so so i think the last time that i spoke to you um i had booked in for the london marathon and um so running wise um i had to defer that um oh, okay and, um, yeah so like last year i was on maternity leave um which was a bit of a strange maternity leave because um, it was um maternity leave without baby which was very odd but um, I will just really big up um, the London Marathon um, because they let you have three years after that situation um, okay. to defer. So um, I wasn't in the right place to do it, definitely not, but I am back on it. So this, um, the next London Marathon, I will be um, running and that's my big comeback, I think. Um, so um, I'm quite excited about that. And Brilliant. Yeah yeah just been
0: trying to get those runs in really that's good and I love hearing that you know races where they've got rules in place for deferrals and stuff where they're actually like now starting to take into account you know things in life yeah. and and you know even things when it comes to to different sexes and things like that I, I like mm. that kind of rules are now adjusting to to kind of compensate for for you know everyone that's involved which is great that's really nice yeah
2: yeah, I think that's, that's a real positive actually because um I wasn't expecting that and it was just took off that pressure
1: because um
2: it's about being mentally ready as well as physically ready and I I wasn't in that place so um yeah that's really it's really nice of them to do that and the email that they sent to me was just amazing and just made me feel really good about just not giving up but actually just taking that time so that was really important
0: yeah yeah and it makes crossing that finish line eventually like a lot sweeter which is great that's good yeah. oh, i wish you all the best with it and uh yeah good luck um you're with fairham joggers are you just as a kind of like reminder um no Fairham
2: fair running club Fairham running
0: club <laughs> i think yeah. you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure i got that wrong last time <laughs> there's just <is laughs> so too boring. many there's too many clubs around there's too many clubs around um how's how's the club all going um everything everything good still still training yeah
2: yes yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's an amazing club it really is it's um, a very special club and um this year, I've just seen the club um, pull together in in so many ways. Um, you know, it's not just about running, is it? It's about supporting each other. It's about being there for each other. And um, they are just an amazing bunch of people. I, you know, I just can't big them up enough because they are incredible. So yeah, good old parents.
0: Fantastic. I, you know, I would really love to come up for a for a run and, and get to meet you in person and maybe come up for a run with the club sometime. So I must uh, I must definitely keep in touch and try and do that at some point.
2: Yeah, you're very welcome. Anytime.
0: Just a visit. Just a quick visit.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so so Sarah, last time we chatted, we obviously had Craig from uh, from Runner with us, um, mm-hmm. but today it's just you and I, um, ready to to chat all things food bank run related, um, moving forward into 2020. Or now I can't can't believe it time time's moving on and I think last time Craig was preparing to run the Great South Run when we chatted last time as Big Bird and I think he did that again this year so
2: yeah I think he did yeah
0: (laughs) yeah so we are kind of we're we're chatting on the other side of the uh, of the Great South Run this time but um I wanted to kind of maybe just set like an introduction from my side because um I did my first ever food bank run last year um with a group of runners here called the Grasshoppers um then they're coached by by a friend of mine uh, Steve Ballock, who's a local running coach in the area he calls his group the grasshoppers because he's called grasshopper Steve um, right. and on- honestly you know, I can say it again, what a bloody marvellous thing to do. Um it, it was. We had such fun. I mean, even just like collecting the food and kind of meeting up and getting it all ready and packed up into the bags and the whole the whole ritual that was was just amazing. Yeah. So it was um, you know, great that you kind of get to do a run and do something good as well. So um I just remember how grateful the food bank was when when we delivered the food. Um, we went around and met with them. Um, and I just think, yeah, it's just one of the kind of best things you can do, I think. So so I know this kind of incredible initiative that you started all began Um, with your own like very personal story which you shared with us on the last show and i really hope listeners kind of who haven't heard that show will go back to to uh, october 2022 and have a listen Um, but perhaps maybe for any new listeners um you can maybe kind of give us an insight into how the food bank kind of came to be from 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 your
2: point of view yeah yeah um so it, it started up um in 2018 actually when um james Musselwhite, who's our chairman at um fair and running club and um, phoned me up to say he had this idea to pack bags and to um fill, fill them with donations for a food bank then just go and donate to a local food bank and just really like bless them mm-hmm. and um it was just it was an amazing evening and um i kind of like set up the Um, behind the scenes bits linking up with the food bank and then he set up the running side of things and it was just incredible and from that moment on we just were like this is the yearly annual event we you know we just need to do this more Um, so we did it the following year and then 2020 hit and um, we managed to squeeze one in before we knew that you know life was going to change and then um and then it's it kind of like stopped um which was really sad um and then in um twenty twenty two we decided to do it again and, um, try and get, kick everything back off again. Um, life was a little bit better. Yep. Um, but, um, food banks were still really important. And, um, that was when I was actually pregnant with my fifth child and, um, I didn't know how involved I could be, but I was setting up all the, and the background stuff to it. Um, and linking with, um, Waypoint Hub which was our food bank and it was, it was exciting. And then just before, um, our food bank run because we do it every February because that's when a real tough time is for food banks it's when they yeah. get really low on donations so we we went to go and do it and um I, I found out my the heartbeat on my little girl had um stopped and um she was stillborn. um and I Gosh. just kind of like was like this is just um too much and I kind of like pulled out of everything and just thought I can't can't do this. <laughs> um, yeah. And when I came out of hospital um, after giving birth, uh, you know, I came back to um, my family that with, with four kids just sitting there looking at me. Yeah, and exactly. the neighbor came around with a, a meal for me um, and my family. And she said, Here we go. This is for you. Um, and we set up for the next two weeks, we set up people to come and feed your family. Gosh. And it was just like one of those incredible moments which you just think, oh, this is was just what I needed. And I just could not believe that people were doing this for me in our family's time of need. Mm. And it it was making me better as well as feeding the children. Amazing. So two weeks of that and it was the week before the food bank run and I just thought I have to do this. I have to I have to be part of this um, amazing run. And I um phoned up Fairham running club and not much had been really set up for it. So I rushed around and I got the links with the food bank again and and um James managed to get the run together. We we managed to pull it together at the last moment to do this this run. And as I stood there with all these it was about 100 runners um in the food bank i just realized that what we were doing was what i had received yeah. um that's giving of the food to people you don't know that's what i'd had for two weeks and i just thought we can't keep this to ourselves we have to make it nationwide we have to spread this idea and fee people with the food bank run because actually the needs there, and this is a way that the running community can really help the local community. Yeah. Um. So um. Yeah, kind of did all that um and went around, and I don't know if it was like madness or or what, but I was going around saying, "Oh, we need to make this nationwide," and everybody was looking at me. <laughs> and thinking, oh, okay. <laughs> did you, did so, had
0: had you given the initiative the name the food bank run yet? We, we
2: had we had okay. called it that and it just kind of like came off you know um that it was just the food bank run was what we did it was our run okay um, and then um yeah and then i then i didn't i didn't do much from then because um we had um, katie's funeral and it was it was a difficult time mm-hmm. but and i didn't look at my emails for a long time and then um a couple of months later i looked at them thinking i need to get back on to the welfare stuff with the club and there was a, there was an email from Craig from Runner, okay, um, saying that he'd heard from that night that I'd gone around saying we need to make this nationwide in my moment of just speaking out, and he was wanting to come on board with making that happen. Brilliant, which was yeah. just incredible, really. Um, and then we thought, how are we going to do this? Uh, <laughs> So last September as we were talking to to you, we'd just started contacting clubs around the country mm. and and they didn't say no. They all they all got on board and it was incredible what happened after that, watching clubs after clubs after clubs around the UK, even abroad, um, doing their own food bank runs in different ways and different styles and it's just been incredible seeing like i think there was 550 runs that happened in the end Wow. um yeah it's just mind-blowing really from that that like moment of saying we need to just take it nationwide in that room for it to go nationwide was just yeah really yeah. incredible you
0: must look back and just think wow how did how did we go from one doing one to 500 550 or whatever and did you um did you do you know how many how many clubs was it? it was 550 but there must have been other groups taking part as well and other other things kind of off the back of it which were happening that you don't you don't yeah. know about so there must have been ton, like tons of it could it could have been load more groups
2: Yeah, what what I like is that I, you know, people say to me, "Oh, do we need to tell you? Do we need to sign up?" And I was like, "No, no, I just want you to do it. (laughs) You know, I don't care if I don't know about it. I care that people are being fed. That's what I care about." Um, so yeah, yeah, there was scout groups, there was schools. I mean, um, yeah, it was it was really incredible. Businesses, um, yeah, just yeah, it's.
0: So good. And so, and such a powerful story as well that you kind of tie that connection to, to the food that you were fed and then kind of like sharing it out from there and and helping other people. And I know how how important you you kind of mentioned to us on the last show we recorded last year, how how much the food banks kind of rely on food. So I was going to ask, like, can you can you share with us like some of the success from last year, specifically perhaps about like the impact the food bank run had around the UK on the food banks and and maybe a little bit about the clubs and groups that took part, if if there are any that stick out?
2: Yeah, so um so I it kind of like took off a little bit quicker than I thought it was going to, so I had a little bit of a panic. Um <laughs> yeah. and I I saw this one group um doing a run straight away and I thought I'm gonna phone up the food bank. It was in Swindon and um, make sure that they're okay with this because you know it's okay me saying that this is a great idea but I haven't actually spoken to any other food banks around the country to know if it is a good idea. Okay. Um, and I, I phoned up this um, church and the, the pastor answered and I said oh, sorry this is a really strange phone call cool, but did you ever run last night come to your food bank? And he was like yeah yeah no I, we did. I said was it okay? <laughs> and he said what you don't understand sir is that we had run out of food oh gosh and um we had a referral come in for a big family that really needed the support and without that feedback run happening we would not have been able to feed them um and he said you you know you've been uh, the answer to my prayers he goes and i actually run with the running club and um i've been wanting them to come and visit and see what i do for for years and then this kind of happens and there they are asking me if they can come to my food bank. He said it was just in- incredible. Um, Gosh. So that was one story that really like, touched me because that went, right, okay, let's do this. Let's um, let's go a bit further. Um, and, and, and,
0: and just to say right there, what you just shared there is exactly why we all do the food bank run. That, yeah, yeah. that there is the golden nugget. That That's mm. why it happens because those that kind of thing that kind of story and that kind of need for the food is taking place all over the place all over the uk so yeah okay sorry carry on
2: yeah no there was there was um other food banks that said that they would have had to shut their doors if the food bank run hadn't happened um because the need was so great um the running clubs that they just were taken back how much it affected them um they said that you know some of the runners now volunteer at food bank runs because they actually went into the food bank and saw what it was and what mm. happens um so not only have we got donations but we got volunteers from it. um it's just it was incredible really um our own firm running club we um teamed up with holly hill runners as well and um it's the food bank that we go to is a waypoint hub okay and they use one of their sanctuaries and one of their church buildings to have us come in and we filled it it was absolutely incredible um it was and I mean those people crying because the feeling that you had actually of listening to the stories of the people that needed the support and the food was just you know it's so touching um. Yeah
0: did you get to meet some of the families and, and who come in or any people that come in to get, to get food or?
2: Um, no, we just, we heard a lot of stories. Okay. Um, people, um, I remember one story was about a, a guy who couldn't have his operation during COVID and, and because it was delayed, he is now unable to work, not because of any fault of his own, just because that operation never happened okay. and now his injury is too far gone. So now he relies on food banks um which is just you know it's it's really sad isn't
0: it (laughs) yeah very sad yeah very sad but shows yeah again the need the need for it's um important you know it's not just well there's all sorts of stories of why people are are, are going and using the food banks and i believe you know the food banks are being used more and more each year as well as compared to how they used to be i guess more people are relying on them
2: well um so i now um through the, um, set up, they're helping with Waypoint Hub um, are now quite involved with Waypoint as well um, I do some of their youth work and um, I was speaking to Claire who runs the Waypoint Hub and she said that they've already doubled their numbers this year for people that need the support and she said if you can get more people doing a run Sarah that would be remarkable it would be so helpful for the, the food banks Mm. um so it's just yeah it's not it's not looking good at the moment
0: (sighs) no no which means we need to organize more of these and and i love i love Mm. this initiative I, i love that it's kind of coming back and and i know runner have already posted out about it that it's coming back for next for this this year and next year um so yeah people need to get on board definitely um can i ask sarah like did you Feedback from, from the food banks was, was obviously all good and positive and and you know they they wanted the, the, the runs to happen. Did you get any feedback from, from runners and the clubs themselves?
2: Yeah, yeah, we got loads. Um so I actually went to um speak at the National Running Show in Fantastic January. And um we were wearing our food bank running tops and people were stopping me and going, just have to um tell you what an incredible night it was they they said you know it just quite often running is quite um a personal thing isn't it And quite selfish it can be sometimes when you're working on your own personal gain and your own personal um time and he said it was just a run for somebody else Mm. you know there was no interest in the time it was just about donating food
3: um
2: so it kind of like twists it. it, like puts running in a different perspective, really, for the night. Um,
0: it, it, it does because, and, and just to kind of extend on that a little bit, my my thoughts often go to the fact that as runners, you know, we, are yeah, yeah, run running's hard and stuff. But when we run as runners and we race, we expect things in return. So we 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 go out, we we perform at our best, and then we expect, you know, medals and and drinks right. and food at the end. And stuff like that. so there's almost this expectation, maybe in in our running mind sometimes certainly mine like you you know well i'm running therefore i need a medal and that it's nice to kind of go out and go do you know what actually this is i'm doing something that i actually enjoy therefore yeah. the thing that i'm getting out of it is the run itself so isn't it nice to kind of flick, flick that around and say well i'm going to run i'm going to get something out of it and be running with my friends and getting a chat and then actually i'm going to out of that i'm going to do something else for somebody else and that's why i love this format so much
2: yeah, it is great, and and it's hard as well. I mean, someone is like really packed their bags up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. I got chafing when I did mine.
2: <laughs> I know. And I just I just look at them like emptying the. Um, I mean, I mean, one um, of my friends, she attempted to do a Guinness World Record with carrying pasta and food, and and it, you know, it's just like wow, you know, that's uh, that's some going really. How,
0: who who was that, and how and how much food did she manage to carry? <laughs>
2: Oh, my! my it's my friend called Sarah and, um I, I can't. I don't know really what's happened with the whole um, results from that. Okay. It was really, really great, but I mean, it was a lot of food. I, I can't remember exactly. Of, you know, it got me off guard a little bit. But okay. I, the backpack was really, really heavy. I could imagine. Um, yeah, and she. And we went down to the Mount Centre, and uh, yeah, it was really incredible. And then she actually uh, wore that backpack to our run for our own food bank run okay. and I was just like how oh, are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I just I just had like a I think I had about you know eight or nine tins and a couple of packets of something in my in my bag and I remember like the next morning waking up and thinking I must have slept funny like my back's a little bit like sore <laughs> and then, like, yeah. I think it must have just been like a tin of Heinz beans or something like banging <laughs> against my my bones in my back but yeah you're right it does get quite quite uncomfortable it's quite difficult to do the run but but it's fun it's good fun
2: yeah yeah toilet roll is always a good one to pack <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yes yeah.
0: they take up space <laughs> and they're very light
2: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> sarah um very quickly people who are listening who might want to get involved how can how can they get involved in the food bank run itself and in, in you know next year this year end of this year next year um how would they like if they're thinking about they want to let you know um how would they do it is there any advice you can offer
2: yeah so we have got um, a Facebook page which seems to be our main um, communication with people and people love to share what they've done and um, it doesn't really matter how you do it because this is what a lot of people keep asking me. Um, the main aim is to fill the food bank um, and people have been doing it lots of different ways. I know there was a group that did it this week that went to asda and they went round the shop and they filled up the trolleys while they were there so they collected the the run within the supermarket oh, okay. which is a really good way of doing that's it. fantastic like, yeah really good and there's somebody else that did um, a halloween one this week um which was really good as well so they were all dressed up and um, park runs often do it where um you bring a donation at the start um the the way that we've done it and the way that we've been promoting was to um kind of like just um meet up with your local food bank and then arrange the time and run to the local food bank and donate um but people are being really creative so um a little preschool um they um got the children to have a tin each and they did little um like circuits okay. at their school, which was really cute Aww. um and we, we hopefully are going to be doing one with a nursing home, a pair and running club going to link up with a nursing home that wants to get involved and um, run with and maybe push some of the residents in their wheelchairs and things around this home. So, yeah, lots of different ways of doing it. That,
0: that is a great right. idea. I, I love yeah. that idea. I, I You know, I, I am very, very off topic. I, I play the bagpipes and a couple of times I've gone into uh, care homes to play for 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 the elderly for burns and things like that and I just think that mixing that in with the food bank running is absolutely incredible because um yeah. that kind of gives the residents something to do um be part of something yeah really good fun for them
2: yeah I'm really excited about that one um yeah that just came around this last week actually fantastic um yes but on the Facebook page there is um a five steps on how to do a food bank run which is really quite handy um and there is if you type into google food bank run and um, it'll come up with a page from um runner donated one of their website pages for the food bank run where you can um if you want to be on our map um you can put your name on there and say um that uh, you're doing a food bank run and we can put you on our map to just highlight that that's happening this winter cool um there is um also lots of people just message me personally um they kind of find me on from the facebook page and and then you know i have a little chat that tends to be my evenings at the moment and
1: okay. um, talking
2: to different <laughs> athletic groups or or um running clubs which is you know it's great it's really good to connect Fantastic.
0: Um, and, and you've got an instagram page as well
2: we've got an instagram page yet which um I need to get a bit better at posting things <laughs> on it, I'll be quite Instagram as well. But my Good. main aim for the next year or so is that um, clubs make it an annual event for them, um, for each of their groups. Mm-hmm. Um, so it won't necessarily in the future come from me pushing it, but actually yeah. just something that we do as a club, um, the running community helping the local community and eventually I want to get to the point where people go I don't know why we do this but we just do it every year um and when they're setting up their yearly events just go oh when are we doing the food bank runs you know what to mean so it just yeah. becomes rolls off their tongue um, and that's my real hope and many clubs have already said to me we've made this an annual event um and that's what I really really want to happen this year that actually going forward it just happens um <laughs>
0: That's great, that's really great that that actually kind of wraps up because that was going to be my last question what's what's the what's uh, the expectations <laughs> and long term goals for the food bank um yeah, but that would that would be good to kind of like lay those i mean you've been instrumental in laying those kind of foundations, so that would be good that it kind of continues on and people make a, a yearly event or if not even more I mean why not quarterly you know
2: <laughs> mm, yeah yeah whenever the the need's going to be there for a while, I think so you know Brilliant. let's do something.
0: Excellent. Well, so, well, Sarah. Like certainly, you know, I, I like to kind of sometimes say on behalf of the listeners, and I hope listeners, you don't mind me saying that, but like, yeah, honestly, such an amazing thing you've done. It really is, and and it's it's great to get you back on to kind of go over the successes and how everything's kind of evolved and grown and. I honestly wish you all the best um, for the end of this year and obviously 2024 as well. And who knows? Um, I would love to come and run with you. So yeah, I'll, I'll hopefully be in touch and um, come up and and meet your club and stuff. Because I like to kind of go around and and visit clubs and kind of see what see how they train and and where they go running and stuff like that. So you always get like another another route to run and get to meet some meet meet other runners, which is good
2: brilliant yeah you're welcome anytime (laughs) awesome
0: all right sarah listen you take care um all the best for christmas and everything like that and yeah look forward to to seeing you soon
2: thank you so much for having me tonight
0: pleasure take care Bye bye bye